Uh, welcome to the Run to the Finals podcast brought to you by Big League Magazine and Isuzu Youth. We'll tell you how you can get yourself and three mates up to the Rugby League World Cup final on December 2 at Suncorp Stadium, all courtesy of Isuzu. It's going to be a big show today because we are getting to the really pointy end of the season. Only four teams remain. The teams that finished first, second, third and eighth. That's right, eighth. Uh, just incredible. Pam Whaley is here, as she always is, senior writer for Big League Magazine. And we have a special guest in the studio. Uh, the brunette over in the corner. What's the, her name again? Rude. Big, I, Maria Cialas. Welcome back. Oh, Editor of Big League much. Magazine. I have not appreciated being roasted uh, these past two weeks. I was very sick, everyone. Um, and thank you for all the nice people who showed concern, unlike Jimmy. You sound well now. Right. I'm, I'm much better. <laughs> I think you just put a couple of days on the end of that. How long? Two? Oh, two, two stretch weeks. it out to three weeks. It's been, uh, it's been a ride. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm uh, uh, presuming you've watched all the finals and you're, you're across all the, the form and so forth. But, I am, uh, yes. I think everyone's excited about the Cowboys. In fact, why don't we start there because they have captured everyone's imagination. Remember, from the Thursday to the Sunday, the final round, round 26, they didn't know whether they were going to be in the finals. Until that, well, it wasn't the very last game, until the Dragons just couldn't quite get the job done against the Bulldogs and were out of the final, and now they're out of the final. So the Cowboys were in, and then they've just gone win, win. And it's not just the winning, it's the manner in which they win, Pam, I think has captured everyone's imagination. Yeah, I think that's 100% correct. I think they have obviously shown a lot of heart, they've shown a lot of guts. Mm. Um, I think, and everyone loves a, a bit of a fairy tale story, don't they? Everyone True. loves an underdog. So um, that's. That's why everyone's got on the Cowboys bandwagon, I think. Um, I We did run a story this week that I thought was great. Jason Tamalolo just went, please stop challenging me because... <laughs> I think I'm, it was Jared Ray Hargreaves this week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Do you know I'm good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. So, um, yeah, and then I, I just had to laugh because Jared's uh, on the back page going... We're ready for Jason. Um, so that's going to be great. And he is so good to watch. I love him. It's funny, isn't it? You're just, okay, you're just making metres. But somehow he does it with pizzazz and class and power and a rawness that just makes you appreciate it. It's just incredible the way he does it. Um, oh, and another great moment for them. John Asiata, John Asiata got his first NRL try um, <laughs> last week. And he's, yeah, so he's not very tall, neither is Will Smith, but um, he just... Got over him. Yeah. What a way to what a way to do it. Fantastic try. Uh, he's skilled player. Yes, uh, John Asiata, no doubt about that. And I think he played halfback in a game earlier this year, didn't he? In a couple uh, of games. Yeah, yeah. And, and there you go. And there's Jonathan Thurston, the former halfback, that's sweeping up the sheds. So, yeah. um, <laughs> which you know, just endears them to everyone. In saying that, it's quite obvious, right, that everyone's going to be supporting the Roosters in Sydney this week. I'm right in saying that, aren't I, Pam? Is that an yeah, I don't think – no, I don't think so. Oh, no, on. I think <laughs> a lot of people are doing their best to rally a, a lot of support for them. Um, they are the only New South Wales team, obviously, in the finals. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to get behind them, get behind them. I think that they – I personally, I think all of their play- – my dad's a huge Roosters fan. Um, never – you'll never spot him without – Wearing a piece of Rooster's paraphernalia. Is that right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Shout like out from to his, Mr. Whaley. Yeah, from his beanie yeah. to his Ugg boots, there's there's always some Rooster's gear on. So nice. I would like to see them successful just to see Dad happy. But, um, yeah, they're – yeah, I don't know if they've got a lot of – they don't have a, traditionally a lot of fans anyway. And then people that – yeah, they don't, they don't necessarily is. endear themselves <laughs> to other other – Bandwagoners looking for someone to <laughs> well, if anyone's a bandwagon the jumper, they're on the Cowboys. Like, well, that's, exactly, that, that's, that's what I mean. That's the yeah. thing slash problem 
for yeah. the Roosters on Saturday night. Yeah, so. maybe if they were playing the Storm or the Broncos, yeah, things would be different. Boo, yeah. Storm and Broncos. Yeah, but but for Sydney fans, but um, they've been so successful over so many years and consistently one of the richest clubs. I think that yes. uh, rugby league yes. fans are a bit. Uh, Against that. That's a real tall poppy syndrome coming yes. into play there. Oh, they've, yeah. got, they've got some great players. <laughs> great. Oh, is it, that's just Australian culture, isn't it? Tall True. poppy syndrome. Yeah. True. Yeah, any club that has a, a lot of success. The great line from Greg Norman was in America, if the, a, a young kid sees you driving along in a fancy car, they say to themselves, I want to have that car when I grow up. In Australia, the kid coins your car. <laughs> 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 There's the difference. Get back down to our level. Thanks, Shark. We <laughs> yeah. do appreciate that. Uh, yeah. All right, the other big story coming out during the course of the week, of course, is the sacking of Des Hasler, whom I think everyone saw coming, it would seem, Maria, except Des Hasler. Yeah, and it, it obviously uh, not great circumstances now. There's talk of legal action um, because of the non-binding contract heads, heads and agreement, heads of agreement, yeah. and I don't know, it doesn't make any sense to me because um, I'm dumb, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm not that no, dumb. <laughs> no, you're not, you're not. It's confusing. It's confusing, That's right? right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, look, uh, I I I don't know how to feel. I think the Bulldogs team, and I think the Bulldogs fans are ready for a bit of change. Sure. Um, well, the way it has happened has not been very good. But going forward, I don't think this is as much of a crisis as people are making it out to be. Let's step away from that. There's a few things to look at. The manner in which it was done. So that's one one, one thing to look at. And, and sort of related to that is the fact that there is this non-binding heads of agreement that the Bulldogs say will, will not cost them anything and Des is saying, well, it's, you're going to get me a million bucks. So somewhere in between lies the truth and maybe the lawyers will sort that out. So put that to one side. If you look at what Des's contribution to the club has been over the course of six years, it's been very strong, five semifinals, two grand finals, etc. But within the last 18 months, there has been a, a feeling from supporters and a feeling from outsiders that they're not playing a style of future, uh, football that has evolved and there are players there that are uh, on salaries that are improbable and impossible to carry. And all of that has happened under Des's watch. Des has been in control of that football department up until last year entirely. So if salary cap trouble has emerged at the Bulldogs, there's only one person to blame, and that's Des. Yeah. There's one other person to blame. Who's that? Raylene. Raylene. Because she allowed, she allowed it to... Happen. I don't think she had a choice in it. Well, so when Todd Greenberg signed Des Hazler, he came across and spent anything you want. Like no one spends Canberra Raiders aside, no one spends more money on their football department than the Bulldogs. They had the money to spend it. Des knew how to spend it, so he did. So as a result of that, you have to take full responsibility for it. They haven't won the competition that they crave. No. Their style of play has been going backwards, hasn't evolved. Players have been going backwards. You know what? I start thinking about someone like Josh Reynolds and think he should never play for another club other than the Bulldogs. But because of what's happened and, and people directly responsible for it, and that's Des Hazza, he will. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing though is that people find it very hard to, and I think fans in particular find it very hard to um, feel sorry for or feel any you know sympathy for what's, what's really happened to Des Hazza and what's really happened to the club because guys like Josh Reynolds are leaving because their captain James, James Graham, Graham has been forced out. Yep. Um, it, it's just been a, just a horrible situation I think for them this year because so many of their, we say so many, but two of the players that they are dearly beloved yes. at that club yes. that attract so many fans that are the reason that so many people love that club so much are leaving and yeah. you know what are they left with what are they what are they left to show i think it's i think it's 
sometimes success isn't the only thing that a club needs. I think if, if a team finishes outside the finals, but you have a team that you can be proud of, that you've got players that you love that are treated well and, you know, all of this thing, that that's okay. That's forgivable for a little while. You know, if you can see that there's improvement, you yes. can see that, yeah. that changes are happening blah, blah, blah. But if if it's going backwards, if there is – the morale is low, the, your favourite players are leaving, your yep. club captain's yep. been forced out, yep. that's really unforgivable. Uh, the Newcastle Knights have won the wooden spoon the last three years in a row and yet there's a level of expectation and optimism that far outstrips that at the Bulldogs Absolutely. going into next year. So, uh, you know, that, hope. that's crazy. That's the exactly. biggest thing. Hope. That's the yeah, biggest, you can sell it's hope. It's so powerful. Exactly. It's so powerful you can rally behind yeah. a club that has a bit of hope, that has something to look forward to, whether the better days are in the future. Whereas with a club like the Bulldogs at the moment, it's really hard to know what is going to happen. The, the coach is gone. The CEO is gone. The captain's gone. They're mo- their most favourite player is gone so. and, and and the players are you know the players are backing Dez publicly and you understand that um josh reynolds i haven't heard backing publicly because remember there was an offer that was just not good enough um an offer that really wasn't an offer from the bulldogs for josh reynolds james graham's come out and been very strong in his support of Dez, and understandably so because they've had such a close relationship over that period of time he's also the guy that paid him one million 1.1 million dollars a year and he's leaving under very different circumstances than Josh Reynolds is. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Reynolds was leaving because he had to get a better deal somewhere. James Graham's leaving because the salary cap's busted, and he's part of the reason why the salary cap is busted. Mm-hmm. Even just, um, and I know, I know they, I know they had to, and I know the club had to do something, but having them market Josh Reynolds' last games is a reason why you should go <laughs> and watch the games. It is just, it, it's insane. Yeah, and it, it's infuriating because all the people down there who want to support Josh are also like, well. What has happened here? We're here for this game, but we may not yeah, come to the next exactly. one because he won't be playing yeah. here. And I'll tell you what, and it's just my opinion, but I bet as soon as they get a new coach, if it's Dean Pay, if it's Jim Dimmick, if it's whoever, yep. memberships for next year are going to far uh, – whatever happens, if Des was there, they would have got nothing. Yeah. And now yep. people have hope. They're like, yep. maybe I'm going to go into March and maybe there's going to be something different. That's maybe right. there's going to be some attack. It, maybe maybe something will happen. I don't know. But And, and they talk about what maybe the Bulldogs culture will come back. We will never know. But if they're selling it as the Bulldogs culture is coming back because Dean Pay played there or Jim Dimmick played there, then that's a selling point in itself. So we think Dean Pay. I mean, he's back page of the Daily Telegraph today. That's the name that keeps coming up. Michael Maguire's another name. It's been thrown in there, Jim Dimmick. Um, uh, Todd Payton's one that's cropped up a little bit as well. Okay. Um, I, I I don't think that Michael Maguire – the problem with Michael Maguire at South is kind of the same problem that Des had at the Dogs. So yep. I don't see that happening. Um, I, I'm here for Dean Pay. I want to see that happen. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I think so. I think that that's the, the logical choice. It's the fit. It's what they, what the club needs. I think they've been talking about oh, the DNA of the club has yeah. has gone and yeah. this and that. And you know, Terry Lamb and and Steve Mortimer have been pretty vocal about that. Very. Um. So I think that that's the the right path for the yeah. club to take. All right, it's a big league magazine podcast. Run to the finals. Win week three of the finals. Uh, it's all brought to you by Izuzu Utes, and uh, we'll tell you very shortly about how you can make your way to the Rugby League World Cup final with three of your mates on December 2, uh, two nights at the Sofitel, which is just superb. Go to isuzuutes.com.au. 25 words or less. Tell us why you should be at the final. We presume Australia's going to be there too and maybe getting ahead of ourselves. All that happening on the Big League Magazine podcast.
time to look at the magazine, what is in the magazine. We now have the editor with us today too, which is a massive bonus. So she I, can tell us, Maria, what's in the magazine. Yeah, I've week. read all of it. <laughs> a lot. A lot? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Mm, I like it a mm, lot. I like it a lot. Mm. Uh, Jason Tamalolo features um, and it's a bit of a case of the Jason Tamalolo show today, isn't it? But understandably so. We, you know, we can ask Brian Fletcher about him as well, but... Um, He's just making such an impact. Yeah, I think the great thing about him as well is he's not—he's such a great player. He's very young and he could let it um, get to his head if he wanted to, but he's never rejected an interview with anyone and then he just says what he thinks. Yeah. So um, that's really refreshing. Well, the funny thing is, Pam, 10-year, $10, $10 million deal and you start looking at it now and you go, well played, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they knew that's actually what they were quite doing. cheap, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you see all these, um, these players coming out now and, and how much money they're on, uh, he's definitely worth it. Matt Scott play? No, not no. this week. No. But next week. Maybe. But next week, but next maybe. Week, if if they make it. Could you Wasn't that? Oh, that was just crazy. So there were people asking Jonathan Thurston in the, in the Cowboy Sheds the other night, are you going to be back? Is there a potential for you to play? And he was like, no, no, no. No one thought to ask Matt Scott, who was that's, sitting right there. That's so Bam, funny. Bam, it's, yeah. And then he was named in the, in the team list. It it's, was It's funny. Shock. Apparently he brought his boots last week. Brought yeah. his boots yeah. uh, and, and we interviewed Paul Green on a radio station on Sunday morning and uh, and he was – and um, same thing. Oh, you're going to run JT out and at training mm-hmm. just to, you know, just a media story. You know, we love that media story. And he said, oh, well, just, you know, keep your eye on the team list for Tuesday. And we're like, <laughs> oh, same thing. Yeah. Matt Scott yeah. was the other guy God. that we forgot all about. So that's a little bit of a sidelight to it. Um, there's a James Roberts story, I believe. There's a little bit of egg on his face. Well, Latrell's – imprint on his chest anyway the handprint yeah and he's also um he's also still holding on to the fact that he got suspended last year in that semi-final um for striking out uh so he missed the broncos i think they must have lost that one yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. um so he uh is just like oh i owe so much to my teammates i've got to it's just it's funny because he's such a good player and i don't think any of his teammates think oh james missed that tackle in the troll you know or anything like that but he's really holding that close to his heart, so mm. see what and, happens. Mm. And the other thing about it is uh, we've got Mal Meninga's thoughts on selections coming up for this World Cup. Well, we've got the news that uh, Corey Norman has been added to the PM's 13. Um, so there's a, a nice little bonus for Corey. I don't think he's going to be a World Cup player, but the you know the the way his career is playing out, then representative footy maybe not too far away. Yeah, well, Mal um, Meninga's got quite a job on his hands, doesn't he, to, to be selecting this team So yeah. um, for the World Cup, that is. Um, but they're heading over to PNG today, I believe, Thursday. Jeez Louise, there's some good players in the, in this squad as well. And he was he was talking about Reagan Campbell-Gillard too, yeah. um, how he would have loved to have picked him for this team. But he's obviously, he's in the train-on squad, but won't be um, really doing anything. He wants them to be nice and nice and refreshed after such a long season. So he's a potential for the World Cup too. And who are they playing? Because the <laughs> PNG side is in the well, Interest Queensland. The hunters, some of the hunters didn't play. Most of the hunters didn't play last year either. So that that's the thing, right? Um, because yeah, so because they were a little bit beat up after the Shh. season that they'd had sure. and things like that. Some of them weren't weren't um, just with injuries and and things like that. So uh, yeah, it'll be a bit of a an unknown team. But the, I think this PNG thing is is such a, an amazing story. Digicel Cup is the competition that they yes. play, the local comp up there. Uh, there were 15,000 people at the PNG Hunters game 
last week. They were sleeping out 24 hours beforehand to get into the stadium. Oh, it's amazing. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. And how you cap that. So do we look far ahead and say must have an NRL team at some stage in their future? There is money there, not necessarily from the consumers but from big business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing is it makes you realise how much you take things for granted um, as a Sydney fan. Yes. Uh, when you say something like that and you're like, oh, it's raining, I don't know if I'm going to go this weekend, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. So I think, it would, I think it would be great. I think it would renew a lot of enthusiasm and regular NRL fans, I know personally like when the Hunters, whenever you can watch clips um, of them playing, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, and when they play in the World Cup, when PJ plays in the World Cup, it's always great to watch. So, um I would love to say that. Three yeah. home games at PNG's uh, at Port Moresby for this World Cup, so we can look forward to those games as well. And big league player of the year, Pam. It was a shocking. News. It was a sh- it was a shock decision. So for the past few years, the big league player of the year. So how we do it is we do a three two one for each game um, throughout the season, uh-huh. and then we tally it all up um, until we've got the team of the year. But then the player of the year is obviously the person with the the highest points, just like the Dally M. And sure. for the past few years, the person who has won Big League Player of the Year has also won the Dally M. Is that right? Yes. Right. No. Are we, are we <laughs> announcing <laughs> who the player is? Until until now. <laughs> until now. No. So. Well, well. Well, we don't know because we don't know who won the Dally M. Yeah, yeah we don't so we, know. We, yeah, let's talk about it next week. Okay. Uh, um, but there is a shock, right? So yeah. stand by for that. That's what we're calling a forward sell in the <laughs> but industry. You know, but we got a shock in the RLPA Players That's true. Player of the Year oh, award as well. Point. Good point. Um, Cameron Smith was obviously the favourite to win that and didn't. Um, yeah. So who knows? Stand by, big league readers, uh, for that one. All right, let's have a look at these games. Friday night down at Amy Park. Storm up against the Broncos. The Broncos have had success against the Storm down there. They did it in round 25 last year. What are your expectations on this one, Maria? I think uh, – I, I, I just don't – see the storm falling over at this last point to get to the JF. Um, so they did win uh, last year, but they've lost twice this year, the Broncos to the storm. The Broncos have got a horror. They've, they've won four of their last 20 games against the storm. Yeah, they've a, a terrible record. And um, they well, the Broncos were great last week. Penrith didn't necessarily throw a lot at them, and that's going to be different this weekend. It's going to be cold down there. I don't think you can tip against the storm. I completely agree. I think the Broncos have had a bit of, um, what do you call it? They've been unsettled this year. They've had they've had some injuries. They've yep. still got some injuries. Darius yep. Boyd obviously is back, uh, which will be great for them. But they are not the settled unit that you usually see go through to a grand final. Um, so yeah, you can't tip you can't tip against Melbourne to fall over at this point. Not after the season they've had. Two weeks off, so much to play for. Storm win it, uh, I think win comfortably too because I don't I haven't been impressed by what Brisbane have dished up defensively. I th- still think they've got massive issues there, um, and and I think the Storm win that one comfortably. This game, however, on Saturday, I think a lot different. Roosters up against the Cowboys side, as we mentioned at the top of the show, they they qualified eight just, and here they are, one game short of a grand final. Pam. Yeah, well, as I ju- was just saying before, I don't think you can pick a team that has been so unsettled to go through to the grand final. And unfortunately, I think that's going to be the case again yeah. this weekend. I think the Roosters are just going to – they just have this knack of, of winning tight games, yeah. of just coming yes. up with that winning play. Obviously, the Cowboys have that that same knack as well, but the Roosters have had that week off. They've been nice and rested. The Cowboys had to wait to see if they were even going to make the finals. Mm. That is stressful on the heart and the mind. Um, then, obviously, 
obviously they had the win against Cronulla, which yes. was a heart stopper, and then the win against Parramatta as well. So they've they've been quite beat up, I guess, in these past few weeks, uh, and it could take its toll this weekend. But as we've seen, we, you can't you just can't predict these things. So I, I am predicting a Roosters win though. Um, see how it goes. The Cowboys have won once at Allianz Stadium since 2010, mm-hmm. um, and that was, and that was two a couple weeks of ago. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, our friend uh, Scott Bailey wrote uh, yesterday that Mitchell Pearce actually has the best winning record of any half currently in finals. In this decade. In this decade. And he, I think proof of uh, what's a bit different about him this year is those three fuel goals and two of them were winners. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, like this is, this is the time and Mitch Pearce is, going to lead that team, I think, into the GF. What happens after that? Who knows? I think this is a – I think Coach Robinson's got his timing right, you know, because if there's an 80-minute performance from the Roosters, we haven't seen it this year. But winning is its own thing. You know, they've still won. And they've got themselves out of tough situations. They've managed to win games when, when other teams haven't. And for whatever reason, um, they've been able to do that. Uh, and some of the reasons are because they've just got so many talented players on their roster. Absolutely. So um, I, I think a really good performance from the Roosters against a Cowboys side that just do not go away. Kane Leonard's injured. Antonio Winnerstein's injured. Tamari Martin's injured. Sean Fenson's injured. They just Cohen Hess is now injured. They just can't keep doing it. It's got to catch up with them. And I think it catches up with them this week in a, in a really good game at Allianz Stadium. I'll tell you what, though. For someone, I know we keep talking about Jason Tamalolo and we talk about Michael Morgan. Ethan Lowe this year has been so great. And and last week, he made a couple of efforts that I guess were overshadowed by what some of his teammates did. He he chased down um, Will Smith on that yes. runaway try and saved two points. Yes. Uh, and he just kept chasing and chasing and chasing. And then he made another try-saving tackle as mm. well a bit later on. And he's, he's shooting with absolute precision with the boot as well. Um, he's just been such a valuable member of that team as well. And I think he typifies what, what the Cowboys are doing at the moment. That reminds me of the great Jack Gibson quote, which was, chase the guy you can't catch. And you don't understand it. Because a lot of the stuff Jack used to say, you, you took, you know, and a bit of thought, <laughs> sit down and have a cup of tea and a bit, of a bit of a think about it. But that's exactly, Ethan Lowe couldn't catch Will Smith. No. But he saved two points. But he kept trying and, that, yeah. and that's, exactly that's exactly what the Cowboys right. keep yeah. doing. He yeah. got, they saved those two points and and they were pretty crucial in the end. They're big games. We're looking forward to them and I'm sure you are as well. Big League Magazine, run to the finals podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, brought to you by Big League Magazine. Time now to speak to our special guest. Our special guest is former Roosters, Rabbitohs, Wigan, New South Wales and Australian back rower now, TV funny man, and allegedly a, a worker at this place that we're at, which is called Radio Hub uh, Studios, Brian Fletcher. Hello, Brian. Hello, James. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Hey, we thought we might have got you here in person, given the fact you're part owner of the company, and your shoulder pads are up displayed on the wall. Oh yes, the Brian Fletcher shoulder pads. Well, they are—they're a bit of a—they're a, bit of a, a hard to get item. So I got a dollar for every pair sold. Yes. At nineteen ninety-seven, I got twelve bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not joking. I got a check from that mob for twelve dollars. I went, what? You sell? <laughs> well, twelve twelve pairs, right? Were were, were sold. Uh, through Rebel at Bondi Junction. Yes. Apparently, six of them were stolen and didn't get paid for. So, I'm lucky I actually even got the twelve bucks. I probably only oh got six dollars. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
your face on it is really selling it too. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. just deadpan. We're going to put a photo of that on social media, I think. You um, can do that if you like. Yeah, we will. Uh, we wanted to talk to you about this. You're doing a trip to, uh, what are you doing, the Kokoda track? Can you mm. tell us a little bit Kokoda. about this? Yeah, with James Rockford, yes. the professor, and Jess Yates. Yeah, yeah. So the NRL, we're going to the NRL. Uh, it's the 75th anniversary um, and so of the wall. So we are going... Um, with the NRL and with a hiking group or a local a local group, and we're going to do what the soldiers did all that time ago. So we're flying from uh, we're flying out. Sorry, we're flying into Owens Corner and walking back towards Port Moresby. Yeah. So it's 130 odd k seven days. Pretty pretty daunting, I reckon. So uh, yeah, we've been training a lot. What um, does training involve? What have you guys been up to so far? Well, we've talked about um, doing some hills and stuff. We haven't got, we haven't ventured that far out. We've probably just walked. <laughs> we've walked You've talked a lot, have you? Level, right. We've walked from level three at Fox Sports down to the basement <laughs> and uh, got into our cars. No, we've been doing. We've been going for a. We've been going for a. Um, a we're doing a trek on Monday actually, where we're going out uh, somewhere, somewhere out west. I'm not familiar with the west. Oh. <laughs> We're doing something. No, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the West, but I do love the people from the West. <laughs> do you understand now, why, uh, Fletch? Do you understand now why no one wants to support the Roosters in this upcoming semi-final <laughs> when you make comments like that? No, 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 no. Well, you know, if the Eels won last week, they could have been there, but unfortunately, they're not. Anyway, so <laughs> the um, we're apparently the training consists of just doing a heap of stairs because that's all you do all day. Right. You walk up mountains and come back down. So. Uh, it's in the top ten hardest tra- tracks in the world. Okay, tell me you're taking a camera with you too, with the professor and Jess. We are. There's going. Oh. Uh, we're making a documentary. So it's people who have done it have said it's quite emotional because yeah. you stop off at the landing, at uh, the battle sites. Um, we actually went down to Canberra um, where they read out. I think it was 642 lives, Australian lives that were lost, and they read out every every name, which was. Wow. You know, quite emotional. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so the history of it, it it's quite phenomenal mm. what those soldiers did. And uh, so when you, you go to all these little battle sites around um, on the track and uh, that's when it probably gets a, a little bit emotional, they say. Absolute respect uh, for those guys. Preliminary finals coming up, uh, so we want to get your thoughts on those, Fletch. Uh, but first of all, talk about your own uh preliminary finals and, and finals career, 17 finals matches, including, of course, your couple of grand finals, lost in 2000, but got that big win in 2002. I think, were you the last try scorer, Brian? Apparently so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, well. Apparently I was, and I, you know, 28 to 1, good value. <laughs> <laughs> if you were allowed to back, back yourself yes. uh, or your friend to back yourself, yes. it would be good value, but yeah. uh, alas, it didn't happen. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, prelim final in 97, you lost by one point to Manly, and then the 98 prelim final, you'd won first two weeks of the semis, but somehow you had to play Brisbane in Brisbane. What are your memories of those games? Yeah, I think we played Newcastle, um, then we went to Melbourne. We were away. We played Newcastle away, Melbourne away. Yeah. So you won, that, that was where... Yeah, that was when the system was flawed. So Brisbane had lost, but getting got a home semi-final, and oh, yeah, one game away from the from the GF. And Freddie Freddie had broken ribs, and I remember playing, and you could you, you could hear Gordon tell us every tackle, saying jam it into his ribs. <laughs> so um, 
Yeah, without without Freddie, we were. Well, I think we ended up getting pumped, didn't we, by forty? Yeah, forty to eight or something. I think it was. Uh, yeah. No, nah, that wasn't that wasn't good. What are your predictions for this good. week? Yeah, look, I think I think um, yeah, Melbourne will be too too classy for Brisbane. I mean, we're talking about Brisbane's defence, but to be brutally honest, Penrith didn't throw a whole lot at them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I really think that Melbourne, especially on those edges there with Kafusi, is. He's been he's been unbelievable this year. I think they'll be causing all sorts of damage. And on the other side, you've got B. Harris. So um, I think Melbourne will win and win well. Um, the other game on Saturday, look, I'm hoping the Chooks can get there. But geez, this this um, Cowboy side, wow! The longer the game goes, they seem the better they seem to go. Yeah. So uh, the Roosters will have to get off to a good start because you know. The Cowboys are coming for them uh, in the second half. Mm. You're an edge uh, back rower that with the the ball skills, etc. What about someone like Jason Taumalolo? It's it seems strange. We were talking about it earlier in the podcast. It seems strange to get excited about a guy whose job is just to make meters in the middle of the field, but somehow he makes it look spectacular. <laughs> He's like a knife uh, going through butter, a hot knife. That's the way I describe it because. You can see the the opposition forward pack all standing shoulder to shoulder, and they, you know he's coming. Yeah. He comes off that big run. But I've never seen I've never seen him get hit and go backwards. And that's but we we looked at a lot of vision of him trying to find somewhere where he actually landed on his back. Yeah. And it's few and far between. He's just got that ability. He's big and strong, but he's got that footwork where you're 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 in the you're in the tight middle you're a tight middle forward and he's coming at you think right I've got him but it's that late change of footwork who mm. either hits the gap or just runs over straight over the top of you I've never seen anyone like him I don't know Jimmy have you have you seen anyone like him in the last 20 years I think you explained it really well it's not only the sides it's the power it's the footwork and then add to that the endurance factor because he can push out 65 minutes then you go well you're just the perfect package aren't you yeah. What would and you be thinking in a defensive line if he's running at you? Like, how do you mm. how do you stop him? You got to get numbers on him. Yeah. I think you've you've got to just get, stand shoulder to shoulder and say right, because one on one you're not going to you're not going to stop him. Because if you get if you go low on him, his momentum will just push over top and he'll get a quick play of the ball and then and then Glamble's out and he's gone. Glamble's out and he's gone. So um, mm. I don't know. You've just got to try and hit him, hold him up. But he's got that leg power. He just like his post meter. Post contact meters yeah. are phenomenal as well. Yeah. So you know you, you think about it, you watch the video, you go right. We're going to get in here. We're going to get in here. But because he can step off both feet, you can't plan for him. You just got to do your best, put your body in the way. So we've talked about Jason Tamalolo for about four minutes, but you're going to tip the Roosters, right? <laughs> I'm tipping the Roosters. Yeah, I'm tipping the Roosters. <laughs> I know we're talking about him, but he, you must agree, he's he's a special player. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's a he's a hugely special player. But you know the Roosters have obviously got. Some talent as well. Luke Keery, who I thought last week was the best game for for you know for a long time for the Chooks. He started off really well. Yes. Sort of had a sort of had a um, you know sort of came down a little bit, but yeah, last week um, against Brisbane or two weeks ago against Brisbane, he was a difference. I thought. Yeah. All right. So it's going to be a Melbourne Roosters Grand Final. We can look forward to that. Yep. I just heard on the the Matty John show that you you're in for a bit of off season surgery. Is that right, Fletch? Yes, yeah, going for reduction. <laughs> Head reduction, is that right? I'll, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> where, where we're going with that? No, I'm not going. I'm not going to surgery, but I don't mind an old painkiller for the hip. I've got a bad hip, okay. So I'm going to have to get. Uh, 
some help for the Kakata track. Yeah, you're going to need oh, that. Goodness. Hey, Fletch, great to have a chat, mate. Uh, really enjoy watching you on uh, Fox. It's fantastic, the work you do there, and uh, appreciate your time today on the podcast. Thanks very much, guys. But we do have a special there. You can get two shoulder pads, two bumper <laughs> shoulder pads for one. So uh, Cooper Silk there, your uh, producer slash yes. editor, yes. He'll, uh, he'll take your cash. Uh, Well, it's an offer too good to refuse, isn't it? Uh, Fantastic. Good on you, Fletch. Thank you, guys. There he is, Brian Fletcher, brought to you by Fox League. Remember, experience finals footy on Fox Live and in HD with no ad breaks during play. This is the website, get.foxleague.com.au. Get.foxleague.com.au. That is what you're looking for at newsagents and at the ground this weekend. It's the Big League magazine a preliminary final additions in that nice cover again isn't too, it isn't it? Beautiful, I love that sp- colour. Well, beautiful. You're really splashing out, Maria. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's coming from a paycheck, so I hope you enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, it's six dollars, by the way, inclusive of GST. Usually five dollars, so there you go. <laughs> oh. um, there's the difference. Now, this segment, Fearless Predictions, brought to you by Isuzu Utes, and remember, they're giving you a chance to win the ultimate final experience at the Rugby League World Cup in 2017. You've got to go online to Isuzu Ute. Dot com dot au. Tell them 25 words or left, uh, less uh, why you and three mates should go to the final. Uh, the best answer gets return airfares to Brisbane. Two nights in the five-star accommodation at the Sofitel and a fully catered corporate suite. Tickets to the big game. You've got to head to isuzuute.com.au. Enter now. Terms and conditions apply. Isuzuute, go your own way to the Rugby League World Cup final. So fearless predictions from us last week. Uh, Pam? You said three players would score a double? Yeah, no one did. No one did. No one did. So you're way off. Um, I said over 31 points for one team. Um, Cowboys got to 24. That's nowhere near. That's not very good. You're right. Yeah. Okay, you're right. It's nowhere near. Do the maths. Do the maths. Yeah. And carry the one. And Maria Cialis from her sick bed (laughs) has nominated Nathan Brown and Jason Taumalolo combined. To run for over 400 metres. Well, Nathan Brown, 205 metres. Tamalolo, 242 metres. Come on down, Maria Cialis. Woo! So as a result of that, we now have the uh, updated scoreboard. Oh, yes. They're very advanced. There we go. So James. I don't know who James (laughs) James is. Maria. Pamela. Pamela. Pamela's on one. Amazon one. Yes. She's not very good at this. So this is a very important uh, It week is a very important week, into yes. that. By the way, we had a lot of response on Facebook about people wanting to have their say about fearless predictions. Greg Eccleston said Panthers to win on the back of a Nathan Cleary field goal. Uh-uh. Sorry. Uh, Sorry Matthew Greg. Campbell, Semi to score two tries in a Neil's win. If Semi scored two tries, oh, they might have won. Yes. He only got the one. Um, Becca G said Broncos by 10, Hunt with a double. Sorry, Becca. And... Anui Patterson said Broncos and Cowboys all the way. Oh. So there you go. Got it right. Well yeah, done. Yeah, well done. Um, what we're going to send you is um, Love. our congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's I like right. on That's your right. comment. <laughs> all right. Time to get into it, Maria. Kick us off given the fact that you've uh, you were a point Rating winner champion. last week. Yes. Uh, yep. So this week, uh, it's hard with two games. So I've gone with Roosters Cowboys will go to extra time. Roosters, Cowboys, uh, extra time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I will go as far as to say that the Roosters will win by a field goal. Right. So Even with the 10 minutes. And we're going to say mm-hmm. Mitchell Pearce kicked it. I'm right? not saying You're that. Not, but yes. We're not making, <laughs> we're not making you say that. <laughs> like if Luke Keary pots the field goal. I still goal, get it. You still get it. Yeah. Okay. But it's probably going to be Mitchell Okay. Yes. All right. Very yeah. good. Very good. Pam? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, mine, keeping with tradition, with the, with the tradition mm-hmm. of just saying crazy things for my fearless prediction, Broncos to be held to nil. That's that's crazy. Wow. I think Broncos Melbourne, their defence is fantastic this yes. year. Yes. Uh, they have had a week off. They're nice and yes. refreshed. I don't think the Cowboys showed too much against Penrith. They are obviously great. The Broncos. Yeah, yep. sorry. Um, they, yeah, they're great in attack when they're on. But I think Melbourne are going to be able to... Big call. Yeah, stop them. Big call. Broncos to zero. Uh, Well done, Storm, uh, if that is to be the case. Speaking of that game, I'm going to go with Felice Cafusi out there on that right edge for the Melbourne Storm. Scores a try. Girls, yeah. come on. <laughs> I just don't. The indifference. He scored plenty he's of tries. He scored eight tries. tries this year. He got two in one game. Yes. That was against Manly. But it's not like he's 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 on the nudie run or, you know, right. or he's not a great attacking player. I feel like you need to add, or add I'll, a little I'll bit. I'll add something to it, okay? Yeah. But uh, holding on to him in some way, shape or form, like yeah. a leg or an arm or a shoulder or whatever, will be Anthony Milford. Okay. Can I add that? Yep. So if he runs through a yawning gap and just gets over the line, doesn't count. But if he runs in tight quarters and, and carries someone over the line and that someone happens to be Anthony Milford, I get the point. How spewing are you going to be if he scores a try <laughs> and it's like Ben Hunt <laughs> hanging off him or something? Very spewing. Yeah. Yeah. Very spewing. Very, very spewing. Uh, so there you go. There are some fearless predictions for us. Uh, get, jump on Facebook and... Uh, yeah. Post them at the end, and and again, we'll send you our congratulations yeah, like, and, our, and our love. Yeah, join we, in, play along. We it's need fun. ideas because it's struggle straight at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're just happy. To I'm have not you saying on we're going to steal your ideas, but <laughs> hang on, you're a last start winner. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's true. I'm just yeah. don't know what she's <laughs> doing. Time to say goodbye right now. Remember this segment, uh, this podcast actually brought to you by Isuzu Ute. Check it out online, isuzuute.com.au. Tell us why you should be at the Rugby League World Cup final. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Maria. Thanks, Jimmy. Have a great weekend, girls. Enjoy your footy and everyone enjoy your Rugby League weekend. Yeah.